Blog Talk Radio. Brooks, 
I have my co-host with me that's about to come on in a few seconds. We're just going through some things. Again, blog talk has got us in a little pinch here with the systems and stuff, but there ain't nothing to stress about. And before I even bring them out here, I'd like to give out some information. You can hit up our MySpace page at www.myspace.com forward slash mb underscore truth or Yahoo email mb underscore truth at yahoo.com. And we got a voicemail system that you can hit up at 641-715-3900, extension 33271 pound. And we also host nothing but the truth, and along with that, all the men, we're going to come back with that next week. We're just getting things started back up because, you know, I've been doing some training and a lot of stuff going out. They've been talking to a lot of cats in the area, and it disturbed me. But today's show is going to be a special show. We're not going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about what's going on in this campaign. And before I even go further in it, I want to go ahead and bring Mr. LaVon in. And just bear with me one second. Mr. LeVon, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How's everything going on your side? Man, it's just been very scary. I mean, I I got the news. I sent you the news information as far as stuff that's going on. I've been talking to a lot of cats around here about relationships. Like I said, I wasn't going to talk about relationships today. I'm not going to talk about it, you know, but you did ask me how it was going and stuff. A lot of guys have been waking up to the game that I have been giving them, but a lot of guys, a lot of guys that really don't have nothing going on, thinking with their dick, that, that's got to stop. That's got to come to win because I saw too many guys, guys sitting there bragging about how they got girls pregnant on purpose, that they do anything basically with a woman that's, uh, that's got something between her legs. Don't care what she's bringing to the table as long as she just got that one thing. And they look at me like I'm I'm weird that I'm an alien, but it's not too stressful to go over. But what about you? How your days been going? Well, my days been going pretty well. I'm really happy, y'all. I finally am getting the uh, respect I fucking deserve on the goddamn campus over there at UNCG. Uh, wow. Yeah, I recently got an article published in um, the Carolinian um, newspaper proud about that. And I also have a short story that's been published. It's going to be in um, karate. Um, It's spelled C-O-R-A-D-D-I. And it's, you know, just what's going on right now. Doing pretty good. Really getting the success I need. Showing people that just thinking to yourself and being who you are, and being about your business is always going to turn a whole lot better than the nonsense most people come up with. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to get a lot of people to wake up, too. Now, since everything's loading up correctly, I want to go ahead and jump into the news today. Now, this is brought to you by Mr. Brooks and Mr. Mr. Val's special Formula One Get Your Mind Right drink. <laughs> No, we don't got it crazy. I just wanted to come up with something crazy. But this is the thing. The the subject of this show is called Election 2008, Obama versus McCain. This is going to be a very serious show. I'm not going to BS you around. I'm not going to sit here and tell you something that's not true. Mr. LeVon's going to handle the chat while I handle the phone calls that's coming in. Again, the number is 646-716-7911. 646-716-7911. 
I'm going to let Mr. LeVon start off with the first article, and he's going to go down because I read an article, but I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a whole synopsis of it. Basically, we've been since we've been gone, we ain't stopped working. Don't get it twisted. We're not stopped working. We've just been building up material for the show. And I want to. I told Mr. LeVon when we had our meeting that we really need to get a show that's really going to talk about these issues. And he was like, you know, you're right. Let's go ahead and put them in a calendar book, and we're going to have two shows. This show is one of them. Well, it's actually three shows. It's one of them during the early voting elections. There's another one right prior to the elections, and there's one after elections. We're going to give you the perspective on all three. Mr. LeVon has saw some perspectives. I saw perspectives. I saw things that startled me in a good way and in a bad way. And it really, this is no joke. Y'all thinking, well, it doesn't count. I mean, it counts for something. But we really need to hop on it. I mean, seriously, we do need to do our thing. We don't need to be playing around and doing stuff. Now, yeah, if you can start, Mr. LeBron, give us the first article and read it to us if you can. All right. Let's see. It's trying to trip on me, but it's coming now. All right, this is um, Jennifer Hudson, identified slain mother's body, nephew is missing. And this is brought to you by CNN.com. All right, Oscar-winning, oh, what is this? Oh, yeah, Oscar-winning actress Jennifer Hudson identified the bodies of her mother and brother who were killed last week in Chicago, the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office told CNN on Sunday. Meanwhile, Chicago police are handing out flyers as part of a massive search for Hudson's nephew. Julian King, who was seven, has not been seen since Friday, the same day Hudson's mother, Darnell Donerson, and brother, Jason Hudson, were found shot to death in their south side Chicago home. Police confirmed they have taken a person into custody but are not saying who. News reports, however, say that a person... That person is Jennifer Hudson's brother-in-law, William Balfour. Balfour's mother has also acknowledged her son has been questioned with about the shootings. Chicago news station WLS reported Saturday that Julian was not with Balfour when he was detained. Police said they have transferred the person in custody to the Illinois Department of Corrections for a parole violation. According to the Department of Corrections, Balfour, 27, is on parole. He spent nearly seven years in prison for attempted murder, vehicular hijacking, and possessing a stolen vehicle. Williams, William Balfour's MySpace page states that he's married to Jennifer Hudson's sister, Julia, and has a stepson. It also says he lives on Chicago's south side. Hudson's sister, Julia Balfour, made an emotional appeal Saturday for the safe return of her son. Quote, unquote, my greatest fear has already happened. My greatest hope is for having a child. I just want my son, Julia Balford, said, quote, unquote, that's all I have to say. Just let my baby go. William Balford's mother also urged the public to focus on finding Julian and said her son had nothing to do with the slayings, quote, unquote, out of no means did my son do this. This heinous crime to his family is unbelievable. It's unbearable. Davis Balford told WLS, whoever has Jennifer Hudson's nephew or Julia Balford's son, please, I'm begging you, me and my family are begging you to return that son. 
All right. Police issued a Amber Alert for Julian and asked people to look out for a 1994 white Chevrolet Suburban with Illinois license plate X58 or 859. Julian is described as being 4 feet 11 and 130 pounds. He was wearing a striped brown polo shirt and khaki pants when last seen, authorities said in the Amber Alert. Do you want to continue on? Because this is a long-ass thing now. Basically, summing it up that this dude, I mean, I don't know exactly who did this. They said they got a suspect. And, I mean, I, I feel sorry about what happened to Jennifer's family members. I mean, that's, that's the worst thing that ever happened, in my opinion. You know, your mom gets killed, then your brother, from what we reported here, you know. I mean, if y'all know anything in the Chicago area, I mean, that's really, I don't know the whole situation. I mean, the news is only going to give you but so much, but it's reasons to why would you do something like that. I mean, what went down really, you know, I mean, you killed the mom, you killed the brother, and you kidnapped the kid. You know, what's really going on? Something's going down. Yeah. I don't know someone got mad because she made all that money and figured, well, you know how some people see it. Like, oh, you know, you got family members. Because, you know, people got family members and stuff, and they might be like, well, you know, since you got that cousin make all that money, you better have my money or something going to happen. I don't know if y'all saw that movie. What was the movie with uh, Mackay Pfeiffer? It was uh, it's an older movie. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, it had Cameron in it. And basically, they were trying to get that money from how the story goes. And he didn't have it. But he ended up killing his brother for it. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had to come up, but someone robbed him. Cameron robbed him, and the dude ended up having his brother killed. They mailed him a thumb back to him. It's like, this is your brother's thumb. And it went crazy. But, I mean, it's not cool, I mean, what happened with that situation right there. I wanted y'all to know that because I know a lot of people weren't aware of what happened to Jennifer Hudson. I know right now, I know she, her mind is gone completely gone. Not only her mom's gone, her brother's gone. And that, that shit right there is not cool. Let's go to the next mm. news. All right. Let's see. All right. This is called Palin or Palin, whichever way you pronounce it, annoyed by um, CBS interviewer. This is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Campaigning Saturday in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a city once represented in Congress by another vice presidential candidate named Van Quayle. Sarah Palin delivered one of her longest stump speeches to date and has revealed that she was annoyed with the line of questioning presented by Katie Couric, in a now infamous interview with CVS. Palin reprised a story she told last week um, in Noblesville, Indiana, about her sit-down with Couric, which was widely panned. Last time I was here, I got to tell a crowd that I had to give a national interview that didn't go so well, she said, quote-unquote, and it was because I was kind of annoyed with the questions that I was being asked because I thought they were kind of irrelevant to, you know, national security issues and getting our economy back on track, so I kind of showed some of that annoyance. Kirk did, in fact, ask Palin several questions about the economy and national security. 
focusing in particular on the congressional bailout package, the mortgage crisis, John McCain's record on regulation, the war in Afghanistan, hunting terrorists in Pakistan, Russia, Iran, Syria, Israel, and the role of the United States in the world. Palin joked, however, about another line of questioning, quote-unquote, but I think the one question that I answered that everyone could agree on, it maybe shows where my heart is, too, is she asked me this relevant question. What was my favorite movie? And I said, Hoosiers. The governor continued to press the campaign's message of the day that Barack Obama and congressional Democrats will, if elected, expand government and redistribute the hard-earned dollars of regular Americans, criticisms that brought on, brought on excuse me, accusatory shouts of socialist, communist, and at one point, Hussein the socialist. Palin said that on Election Day, what we're going to do together, voters, what we have to do is fight for what is right and free the uniquely free and uniquely American. Let us put our trust in each other, not big government. The Indiana crowd, easily Palin's largest of the day, was warmed up by country legend Hank Williams, Junior, who often appears at Palin campaign events to perform his recently penned ode to the GOP ticket, quote unquote McCain Palin tradition. But Williams may have been channeling the enthusiasm for the crowds of Palin, and also reflecting recent reports that Palin is going rogue with an eye toward the 2012 presidential race. At one point during his performance, he intentionally scrambled the song's lyrics and put the Alaskan at the top of the ticket, praising a Palin-McCain tradition, quote-unquote. That musical witticism earned Williams a loud cheer from the crowd. And that's about it. Wow. Now, from what I've been hearing, too, she has been becoming rogue against what McCain has been saying. Now, I understand this. Now, we're supposed to be on the team. Like, me and Mr. LeBron are on the same page. That's not what we're going to get this show done. How the hell we supposed to, uh, how the hell is this show going to be if he's saying something totally different from what I'm saying? That, that's not going to help us get the end goals, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Taylor... I think the reason why she made because the media have been getting on her ass, but she be saying stupid shit. And she tries to say that she's here for America, but if y'all look at her information about what her husband said back in 2006, that was just like, man, Alaska don't need to be associated with the United States anymore because we up here, they down there, we don't need to be associated with them. And actually, she agreed with the shit, with the statements that her husband said. They want to be separatists. That's called secession. We had that in the Civil War. I mean, I, now, y'all, they got on Obama. Tell me he might not be American, but these people came out and said it, but people, the news don't want to bring that up. They want to bring up certain things. But Palin can't be talking about, you know, more government, this and that. I mean, right now, they say uh, the Republicans supposed to be for less government, but you have witnessed what happened in the past eight years as far as what have we have? You know, the government have intervened. They intervened on that that, that uh, bailout, right? Yeah. I mean, what, what's your thoughts about it, Mr. LeBron? Just in basic to what? As far as uh, this Palin lady, shit here, how much she's annoyed with these interviews. Well, particularly, I mean, if if you dumb as hell, in my opinion, from what oh, I'm I thinking, see, yeah. how Go I ahead. see it. 
how I see that Palin is coming off saying that she's annoyed because I guess Katie Kurt got her ass. I don't know if you saw the interview or not, but they asked basic questions and she didn't know how to answer them. And she's pissed off because I guess they're making her look stupid, but you can't fake it. I don't care how good you look. If we get in a crisis and you don't know what's going on, what you going to do? That's one of the biggest problems, too. And one of the, I mean, it's almost like, uh, how could you say, the whole game was already rigged for her because we, everybody knew that the whole um, choice of McCain to nominate Palin as VP was automatically a political endeavor. I mean, he was just trying to stay, um, how could you say, use the, uh, the the disgruntled and definitely disillusioned people that were going for Hillary and trying to portray this whole image of Obama as betraying the Clinton campaign and those people in some manner by using her, you know, Palin, as a sort of, I don't know, sense of retribution in some cases. And unfortunately, her howdy-doody nature in which she openly, openly, might I note, confesses to the general public that she doesn't have hardly any experience with any of these things. She shows no sense of savvy in regards to a lot of the um, international um, problems that we're dealing with. And she wants to get mad when people make fun of that on television. I'm like, wow. That's that's like almost a disgrace to, and I'm not going to say this in a condescending, chauvinistic manner. That's almost a disgrace to the concept of feminism in the first place. It's empowering women, giving women equality by proving that they have that ability. And the way that she portrays herself up there by not only alluding to the fact that she has no experience, but also showing that she hardly has any knowledge or capacity for really serious and complex political issues definitely does not paint a good image for women. It's very disrespectful of the women's culture and the population. It's not, it's not in my opinion, um, representative of the legacy that Hillary Clinton made because she proved, yeah, she was a very... Very intelligent candidate, and that's what a lot of people, in my opinion, keep missing when they look at that whole situation. It goes beyond the hatred of women or the discrimination, gender inequality, all that stuff. That's how I see it. If you if you prove yourself in any manner to be qualifiable for that um, particular field or position, you should deserve to get it if you work hard enough for it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like if... It's like if um, McCain all of a sudden, God um, God forbid, shall I say, as the stereotype goes, have a heart attack and die or something from a temper tantrum, Lord knows. Look look who's going to be in control of America. <laughs> yeah, y'all let us think about this. We got a call right here. It's an unknown number. Let me put them on. Unknown number. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello, are you there? Hello? I guess they must have just been listening. Folks, if y'all want to call in, don't be afraid to call in. If you're just listening, listen, okay? You know, if you want to make a comment, go ahead and make a comment. Whether you're for or against what we're saying, go ahead and state it. The number is 646-716-7911. I actually agree on you with that, Mr. Mr. LeVon. From what I have here, a lot of people have been stating that some of the folks that she's been targeting, they say they want someone that that's like them, but my question is, what if you a damn jerk? You know, I don't want no one representing me in the world, because that's basically what happens 
we have presidents who represent America, and a lot of people looking at America, when they look at America, they're looking at our president. And they're like, yeah. you don't got no look at sense. And then we go over there, people questioning us. And there, there's been a poll going around the whole world about who would they rather have as the president of the United States if they had a chance to vote. And people in China, like, they want Obama. People in India want Obama. People in Russia. I mean, all these different countries want Obama in there. Because they, they, they realize who Sarah Palin is. This woman don't, don't know nothing what's going on around the world. They said it was so bad that she didn't even know what house that the president stayed in. You know, where was his office at? She went to the wrong place. Now that's bad. Now, well, President Bush, he at least knew where that was at. But, I mean, you can't sit there and say you want an outsider. I mean, she really don't know what's going on. She's talking about Russia's flying in her airspace. Things of this sort. Tell me she can see Russia 400 miles away. I'm like, that's pretty far, farther than what you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't see it with no naked eye. So all these little things, she really don't have no clue about what's going on in world politics. Not just politics in this country, but world politics itself. That's another thing right there that people need to question. When you are put on the world stage, such as the U.N., who you want represent you? I mean, I yeah. want someone that can talk and connect with other people so we don't necessarily have to go to war. We don't have to go to war. We don't have to sh- uh, send body bags home. We don't have to basically have a big-ass budget for a war. You know, $10 billion yeah. is a lot every month. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have that happening. Hell no. <laughs> what, what's the next news? Okay, this is, um, let's see here, let me get this right quick. Okay. It's coming in. Okay, it's coming in now. All right, this is from, from, oh, Philadelphia Daily News, it's called, Vote scan flyers target black neighborhoods. And here we go. It says, with just a few weeks to go before the presidential election, voter intimidation has reared its ugly head. An anonymous flyer circulating in African-American neighborhoods in north and west Philadelphia states that voters who are facing outstanding arrest warrants or who have unpaid traffic tickets may be arrested at the polls on election day. Deputy Mayor for Public Safety Everett Gillison who learned of the flyer last week, said that the message is completely false. The one thing that police officers are going to do that will be encouraging that day is that they'll be exercising their own individual right to vote, um, quote-unquote, Gillison said. He plans to put up statements on the city and police websites to let citizens know that the handouts are false. He said that he also will record a public service announcement for broadcast. Gillison referred to the matter to the youth I mean, referred the matter to the U.S. Attorney's Office and the District Attorney. Quote, unquote, we are not going to stand for any intimidation of voters, Gillison said, not in this city. He said that he did not know who was behind the flyers, which appear to be targeted at supporters of Democratic candidate Barack Obama, but telling people to be aware, beware of voting if they have outstanding warrants is an old trick. In Maryland's 2002 gubernatorial election, Anonymous 
flyers in African-American communities warn people to pay parking tickets and resolve outstanding warrants before heading to the polls. Quote-unquote, it seems to be clearly aimed at lower-income voters that might have had some problems in the past and clearly aimed at discouraging people from voting, said Zach Stahlberg, who heads the political watchdog group Committee of 70. Stahlberg said that he feared that there could be more flyers to come. Quote-unquote, I'm a little surprised it appeared this far before Election Day, he said. It's another indication of how dirty this election might become. Local NAACP President Jerry Mondesire said that he was aware of the flyer and would be watching for other intimidation efforts, but would wait until closer, closer to Election Day to reach out to the public. Quote-unquote, we will probably do something closer to the election, he said. People tend not to pay attention until two weeks out. Monsire said that he didn't know who was circulating the flyers also, but added, quote-unquote, I do know one thing for sure, they're not Democrats. And that's it. I got a lot of notes I wrote on that right there, a lot of stuff that's relating around it. Okay, this is what I got to say. You know, same shit, different era. They did the same shit to black people right after slavery as far as trying to prevent them from voting. But at that time, they used the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know a lot of people want to hear that or not, but that's true. Now they're trying to get the people with lower income, which sometimes if you have a lower income, you might have a lower education. Not necessarily all the time. Some people with lower income still manage to pull out, but the chances decreases as far as getting out. But these people being scared, if you go out in there and vote, they might arrest you. I'm going to tell you my case. I don't have no charges or anything on me. I went there to vote. They didn't check no ID as far as, I mean, they verified my address. That's it. Now, this is in the state of North Carolina where we stay at. I don't know how, did they check your ID, Mr. LeVon, when you went to go vote? Ideas and what? As far when you went to vote the other week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They um they didn't they didn't do anything funny per se. They um yeah just ask you know for your ID to show proof of your age. Yeah, or if you had your voter card, you could just put that out. It basically wasn't too much, and a lot of people were really trying to vote. I mean, I got in there around four thirty. I remember, like thirty minutes before Guilford, you know, courthouse closes. It was a line with over 100 people in there, and I didn't get a chance to get up there to vote until 6 o'clock, I think, because the systems were going a little slow, ironically. But, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something. I don't want people to be deterred if someone because One guy, security guard, was trying to trick me up, and this guy was black. Me, I don't think you should get in that line. It's a little bit longer. I don't care how long the fucking line is. I'm going to vote. <laughs> I mean... It's worth voting. We got that caller again. Let's see what zero 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 is up to. Zero zero zero, are you there? Yeah, but I'm not the other caller. Oh, oh, you're oh, not the other private call that we we had. Oh, okay, we we'll get another private call. What's your thoughts about the voting or what we've been talking about so far? Well, I just came on because the topic what I read seems interesting, so I wanted to learn. I wanted to find out what's going on to keep people from voting. Oh, yeah, we're about to hop on that right now. That's a lot of stuff that's been going on because I have to stay out 
for some people, it's been going on in Georgia, and I popped this article up in Philadelphia as far as what's been going on. One girl got a letter in the mail saying that she wasn't a natural-born citizen, so she could not even vote, so this is to stay home. Even uh-huh. though she was born in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and she's never been anywhere, she was born in America, they gave her this letter. And it's been a lot of stuff in targeting to minorities to deter them from voting. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, I was about to ask if she was black because they did that last year to uh, to black. She's black. Yeah, I was trying to pull that up here on on YouTube or CNN because I got it off my phone with Verizon. I was looking at that and basically she was just like, I don't understand. And she pulled the letter out and she was like, I don't understand why would y'all give me this? I'm from this country. Right. Hey, there's a lot of BS that's going on. I remember reading about, I think it was in the 2004 elections, where I think Karl Rove was accused of sending out or being in charge of sending out letters to the boys overseas. And um, if the guys didn't answer the letters within 30 days, they were then assumed not to be registered voters, and they were then taken off the, uh, the voting rolls. So that was wow. a trick. That was a trick that was being used because they knew that if they sent these letters out to the guys overseas, the boys and girls would have moved by the time the letters got there. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have received the letters, so they wouldn't have responded within 30 days. And that's all the excuse they needed to take them off the uh, the voting rolls. Yeah, that's true right there. That's true as far as what they've been doing, little tricks and stuff. Because, I mean, they... They did it from what I learned in history books. They made blacks or lower-income people take a literacy test. You know, like, what's that got to do with me voting, you know? Make them take all these different types of tests. Yeah. yeah. A lot of truth has been going on. Like I say, the same stuff has been going on. That's a different era. And a lot of people got to wise up. Do you have any? They they, were basically threatening people saying, look, if you come up here, you might get arrested. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's something I've, I'd like to find out about. Did, did somebody tell you that? Or did, uh, do you know firsthand experience? I, can, uh, I didn't hear it personally. We got it from an article that we pulled. Mr. LeBon can pull that article. Mr. LeBon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can you give him the, the, the site to that address right there, that website, if you can? Oh, sure. Um, it's HTTP, you know, slash um, www.com. Philly dot com slash Philly slash HP News slash um what is it HP News Update excuse me slash two thousand eight um ten zero two. If you put it in the chat room, I can take it. Okay, okay I'll put it in. Okay, that's cool. I'll put that's it in the cool. chat room for you then. We're gonna yeah. continue. I'm gonna hold for a second because we gotta continue on. We're gonna bring you back on. Okay. All right. But, I mean, that's, that's another good point that that young gentleman brought up. You know, a lot of things have been brought up to black people. And let's just be real for a second as far as uh, the polls showing. It's not really about a, a, a black issue because they're trying to make it as it is. Oh, you know, black people are voting. Because Mr. LeVar saw that cartoon ad of they did Colin Powell. And we got something about Colin Powell because Colin Powell basically endorsed Barack Obama. And mm-hmm. who, like, oh, it, he's, cause he says it's not about being black. It really is not about being black. It's about what's being right. 
and what's not right. You know, this, what we've gone through for eight years, is not right. And you know it. And these people holding on, saying, well, Obama's not a familiar face. People coming up with all this stuff. He supports terrorism, things of this sort. And when I always ask people, because I've I constantly been talked to, you know, talk to people who are sitting there saying, well, I think Obama's terrorist. I said, where's your sources? I always get sources like that man asks us where we get that source from. We got the source. I mean, it's right there. A lot of people sit there and play around thinking, you know, you can go around and say that stuff, but you think you're going to say it around me or Mr. LeVon, we always going to question the truth. We're nothing but the truth. A thing that I want to point out to people in the state of North Carolina, if you are in prison, for the guys out there that's nothing up in the jail, you can vote as long as you don't have a felony charge and don't let them try to trick you up. See, the thing is, for us, for all the people out there, for the people of color in general, you want to stay on top of your education game because if what you don't know, they can pull a trick on you, whoever it can be. You know, you want to stay on top of your education as far as knowing what you can do and what you cannot do. Don't let people trick you up, especially when it comes to voting, because this is no joke, man. People are very serious about voting. I mean, people have done crazy stuff in here. In the state of North Carolina, someone killed a, a cub bear, a cub. They killed a cub and slipped his throat and stapled a poster of Obama on the cub's head. Tell me, y'all better not vote for this man. Little, little crazy hatred stuff. Talking to my mom, my mom mm-hmm. was saying that she went to go vote, and people offered, like, would you mind putting a sign, you know, a little, little uh, what's it called, a little stake in your yard showing you support. And people go around talking about, we find someone to do that. We're burning a house down. And what type of mess is that? Yeah, that's just a bunch of nonsense. And that's the problem with um, our generation during this period. They really don't know a lot of their rights as um, citizens of the United States of America and then there's so many ways that these different people who use these systems to discriminate can get by on people nowadays. Um, I remember something that was happening here in North Carolina, matter of fact, they were trying to say um, when people went to these different areas to vote that if they were ex-cons or, or in other cases had committed a felony, then they did not have the right to vote. And here's the funny thing. When it comes to state um, constitutions, the rights of um, ex-cons differ from state state in North Carolina, they made an enfranchisement act that actually allows felons who have completed their um their charge to vote. They get their rights back to vote as soon as they complete their charge for their felony. And people who don't know that kind of stuff are just going to go with it and everything. No, you need to learn some stuff out here, people. History is very important for a reason because if you don't know where you come from, if you don't know what your government's done in the past. You don't know what your government's going to do in the future, and that's what's important for things like these moments today. Yeah, that's true right there. Another case that relates to this is how the Republican Party has tried to target ACORN. You know, that's basically helping lower-income people out there with housing and stuff, but they're trying to get these people out here to vote. They try to set them up, basically trying to say, well, you know, y'all shouldn't uh Y'all, y'all uh, putting people on y'all voters list that came and vote, and I think that's an unfair, you know, unfair thing. And y'all should be fine, and we might need to do a, another revote. And people are like, no, the woman came out there. I forgot her name because this happened while I was 
doing my transition, taking notes. But basically, she said, you can come down here. She told CNN. But CNN likes to play flip-flop. I'm not going to lie to you. They can be for you on one side, and next thing you know, they own you with another side. The thing is, with them in particular, when a woman say you can come down here, you're welcome to come down here and check it out, you can do it. You know? But they got all quiet. I ain't hear nothing else after that. Now, y'all trying to say that they did voter fraud, where's your source at? That's the thing. They always say something happens. But where's the source? Not just CNN, but other media outlets that do that. When someone's trying to do something right, you know, people are always trying to knock someone down. We, we can't have that. We cannot have that at all. We got a caller here, 817, I believe. 817, are you there? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. How you doing? We are all right. We are all right. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is John, and I'm calling from Arlington, Texas. We're in the middle of uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. And, okay. And uh, have a show on Blog Talk a while back, so I decided to go on there and see what was going on politically. Caught you guys. Uh, glad I could catch you guys. I'm at the grocery store now, so forgive any noises you might catch. But listen, you know, here's the thing with Acorn. Acorn is the last grasp that Republican GOP has whenever they lose in November. Now, you remember what happened when Bill, excuse me, not Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush stole the election, you know, basically from Al Gore. Uh, Democrats and liberals alike, you know, we all we all joined hands and said, you know, you never you never really won anyway. So right yeah. now, basically, all they're doing is doing the arm crossing and the lower lip stuck out. So that way, they have a right, or not a right, but they have something to put their thing on whenever they say that, well, Obama's not a real president because of Acorn, and we don't know how that turned out, and that was probably voter fraud. When this yeah, literally true. happens every election season. It happens every election season. There's going to be people who put Mickey Mouse on the ballot. There's going to be people who put P. Diddy on the ballot, you know. That's the reason they get purged, you know. Yeah. These people aren't doing any, any help to us, but that's Republicans and Democrats alike. Now, the fact that it's come out this time that you've had some people involved with pushing these ballots and registering people and meeting their numbers, sure, that's wrong. But you find somewhere, anywhere, whatsoever, where Obama literally pulled a bunch of people or anybody from the campaign into this little room, in this room to say, hey, we're going to do this so we can win the election. They didn't need to do anything even remotely close to that to get the strength in numbers that they have. Yeah, that's true right there. I mean, and that's my so, opinion. I mean they knew about the situation if, if Acorn was doing it. It's not like they just did it yesterday. They're trying to bring it up last minute. You know, yeah, you're right. Think you're about right. it. What you see in the news every day? I mean, this is the saddest thing I saw the other night. McCain was accusing Obama of pandering because he was in Florida giving love to the Devil Rays, and then when he was in uh, Pennsylvania and giving love to the other team. I mean, that's all he <laughs> had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of politics, and if he doesn't know that by now, being a 73-year-old senator, I don't know who's going to teach him. I don't know. I don't know if he's taking his medicine like he should. I mean, McCain. No, yeah. The key here for everybody is to vote early. Vote early. Vote early. Get those yeah, problems out of the way. That's why we made this show. That's why we yeah. did the yeah. show tonight for this. Like, we're doing two, two, three shows dedicated to voting. We might even come back and do a show for Friday for a special to people aware of That's a good idea. Now, also, uh, just to let you guys know, I don't want to, you know, bring your show to a halt here because I'm sure you got topics to go over. Uh, if you guys are not registered on Obama's website, 
Make sure you go to BarackObama.com and look in the area because there's a place pretty much in every single city in the country where you can volunteer on Saturday and spend two hours of the day, and, and all you do is call people in the battleground states. They give you a script. It's basically like just a quick telemarketing volunteer thing. It's very easy. Nothing wrong with getting shouted at by people who say they, they don't want to vote for a black man or anything like that. You're going to get that. But you're going to get that one person out of maybe 25 to 30 calls who's going to hear what you have to say and is going to say that, you know what, I'll go ahead and vote for Obama. That feeling is going to be transcending. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we talk about all the time. Okay. Now, I don't want to throw this out in the middle of your show, but do you mind if I uh, pimp out my website because it's a MySpace blog, and I basically base something about Obama every day. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, all really simple. It's thejohnblog.net, not .com, but it's thejohnblog.net, J-O-H-N, and uh, just go there. It goes straight to my MySpace profile. Keep doing the good work, man. I love the show so far, so uh, you keep on. All right, Thanks. man. Thanks, Colin. But, yeah, like you say, man, John is not joking for all of 10 Texas. I mean, we need to keep it real. We need to. Go out there. I mean, that's why me and Mr. LeBon sat down not too long ago and plotted down what we was going to talk about. But, again, like we say, man, Republicans will come off with taxes. I'm not trying to knock out anyone that's Republican, but let's just be real. If you ain't making a six-figure salary, why are you with these people? Don't hold it to them because you're thinking, well, it's a white thing. Please don't do that because the new the new racism today is called money. If you don't have enough or you don't have a period, then you're nobody. That's what they say. So I don't see how McCain's going to relate to y'all. You know what I'm saying? McCain's never been poor. I always told people this. McCain's never been poor. He never had to get no food stamps or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So how can he ever relate to a poor man? Yeah. He never have to worry about getting laid off. He was in the military, for God's sake. You heard what he say? He joined the military at the age of 17, went to the academy and stuff. You don't hear about no layoffs in no, in no military. <laughs> you sure don't hear about it in the government. They might transfer you around, but there's no layoffs. Now, y'all think about that. Now, if you want to call in and state your opinion, we got 40 minutes left on the show. The number is 646-716-7911. We're going to go ahead and play a little bit of music, because we're going to get very thorough. I know Mr. LeBon has been flowing straight from the survival strokes, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, get some music going on here. So just hold up for a second. Just hold up, relax, go get you some drink of water, get ready. We'll be back momentarily.
When the world seems bright And you're all alone And you don't know quite what to do Just let your mind drift away Into paradise and say This is heaven No, 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 baby. Yeah. 
truth. You know, how to play some, you know, laid back player music, you know. You know, we talk about politics, but you can always play some player music. You know what I mean, Mr. LeVon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have people call in, talk about their opinions. You know, a lot of people are waking up because it's not about no black issue. It's about an issue about economics, world stability. I mean people living out in the streets, people getting locked up. It's about this stuff right here. Let's look beyond the colors. Let's reach beyond the whole race issue because we don't need to be thinking like this. I'm tired of racism. I don't know about all these other people out here, but where is it getting us? It's not getting us nowhere really far. I thought if we work together, we can accomplish things much quicker and easier. Diversity, that's what it's called. So, I mean, let's get that in our head. When you go to the booth, you think about it. Don't be on this old time stuff where small towns count and stuff. I thought everyone counts. Let's not have a divided nation. Let's make something happen. But let's go on to the next uh, topic, Mr. LeBron. Okay, let's see here. Pull it up right quick. All right. Um, this is the one about Palin calling Obama a communist. Oh, I, oh, that's a video clip I believe. Yeah. Now I got some notes for you right there. 
taxes and more government. Now, isn't that what we're having right now since we got to pay for that bailout? I mean, don't yeah. get get it twisted. I know Democrats voted for it too, but they had reasons to vote for it as far as uh, making sure that, well, if we don't do it, you know, you ain't going to have a job. The Republicans knew about this. The president knew about these guys that, you know, they gave them tax cuts. The ones on top gave them tax cuts. And supposedly they're supposed to trickle down that extra money to us, you know. But no, they were like, no, let's put this in our pocket, being greedy as they were. And now the gov- we have more government. If you don't know, the government has been uh, taking over some of these uh, failed businesses. They've been buying them out. I don't understand. I mean, isn't that what we're seeing right now? I think so, and that's one of the biggest um, myths about the whole situation in regards to our economy right now. People think that we're going to somehow escape getting higher taxes or getting taxed even more than we are in the first place. We need taxes to stimulate the government system right now and keep everything going smoothly. We need that right now. So anybody claiming that we're not going to be taxed is pretty much ignorant of the actual policies and workings of the economy in the first place, especially a capitalist government, you have to have taxes when we're in these kind of situations. Now, with the thing, what they're trying to say, they're trying to say they're going to give it to the, it's going to stay the same, basically. Like, if you're making a six-figure salary, 100000 200000 you know, you're going to get a big cut where if you're not making that much, well, most of these people are not making a lot you're not going to really see anything change. Where on the other end of what Obama stated in his tax policy is basically the person like me, you, people, you know, middle middle class, you're going to see more, you know. But, you know, someone's going to get taxed. And, you know, the upper class up there who've been spending their money, tricking it out, fancy hotels, you're going to get taxed. Hey, don't don't get mad. Don't cry about some of that's unfair. I mean, look what you've been doing for eight years. You had a free ride for eight years. I mean, it, it's stupid. I mean, I don't understand if people understand this, that me and my father talked about this, and he said, you know, they're pushing the middle-class American into poverty. You know, we're about to be poor. You just ain't going to have any way to take care of your family. Your houses are going to slip away from you because they're going to come in here and foreclose them. You're not going to be able to take care of your insurance. You know how they try to make uh, universal health care a socialist thing. You know, they're trying to say, well, it's bad. But, look, our neighbors up north, the Canadians have universal health care. And our allies, like the, like the what's it called, United Kingdom, they have it, right? Mm-hmm. Has it. Now... I don't see these people shooting up people. I mean, I don't know if y'all watched the documentary called Sicko. So Michael Moore went to different countries asking about their health care system. You know where we rank at on our health care? 38. 38. Now, I thought we mm-hmm. must be number one in this country, in this world. So we rank 38 in our health care system. And I don't know if you heard about it or not, but... It happened in North Carolina where a woman went in there, tried to get some medical attention. They kept her in there for almost 24 hours before they even saw her, and she died on the floor. Same thing happened in New York. And I don't know about if y'all understand this or not, but McCain's trying to tax your your health benefit. 
Now, I don't know about y'all. Like, like Mr. Lamont said, we're going to get taxed regardless. We're going to get taxed regardless. But I know you got health benefits. I know that's going to suck. These people are already making profit off it. So now they're going to tax it more. I mean, come on. I mean, where can you go to? Where are we going to go from here? Now, they had eight years to get their stuff together. The Republicans, President Bush had his eight years to get his stuff together. Why hasn't he had his stuff to get together? You know, I mean, I guess he really wasn't aware of what the situation was. I think he was only worried about this war that we have on terrorists. And he delegated the stuff. I'm not saying President Bush is a bad man. He just doesn't have the correct wisdom. And, well, I mean, you got to have wisdom if you're going to run a kingdom, okay? I call it a kingdom, nation, whatever you want to call it. If you're going to be a leader of a country or whatever, you have to be able to have some smarts, too. You just can't sit there and delegate to everyone because some people might not be thinking the same way. Then you just let them have free reign on it, screw you over, and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. i got to resign. What you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to be pointed for the blame. Now, I think crucial, essential areas in our government that needs to be addressed, that should stick with the president. He should have a special team for it, but he should have a final say-so whether or not he's going to allow it. I don't think the president did that. I think he just went ahead and delegated one of his friends or whatever. You look like you're smart because a lot of people say, I got credentials. I'm, I got a Ph.D. I should be ahead of it. Just because you got that doesn't mean that you might have sense enough to know what's right and what's wrong. Because a lot of people, it's just like they're, they're sleeping. They're not aware of what, what it is to be poor. Some of these people are like, well, I'm not poor, so it doesn't phase me. It only phase little people. Things like that, you can't be like that. Let's go to the next one. What what do we have next? All right, you said we have a, we have a humor clip of what's really going on. Oh, phrase that? Yeah. Yeah, this is a humorous clip, but they do talk about the economic policies as we was talking about earlier. I would like y'all to listen to it again. If you'd like to call in the number 646-716-7911, we're about to go ahead and play that Freddie Mac clip. Well, the name that keeps being mentioned by every candidate is the nation's largest source of home financing, Freddie Mac. Bad mortgages were being backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. I also warned about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and all these organizations. Who pushed so hard with the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac reform measures. Despite all these harsh accusations, Freddie Mac has refused to respond until now. Joining us live via satellite from his home in McLean, Virginia, is Freddie Mac. Welcome to the show, Freddie. Thanks, DL. I appreciate you having me on your program. Now, would you prefer to be called Freddie or Mr. Mac? Or... Well, you can refer to me as Freddie, the Mac Daddy of federal home finance. <laughs> okay, Freddie, as the nation's second largest mortgage buyer, you've been accused of costing taxpayers tens of billions of dollars due to shady accounts. Respond to these serious allegations. Well, I have a message for these uh, candidates who are trying to ruin my reputation. Shut your mouth, bitches. <laughs> Wait a minute. All the experts are saying your greedy actions are responsible for the financial crisis. Yo, that wasn't me. That was my sister Fannie Mae, man. Or as I like to call it, Fannie Mae or Fannie Mae not. It depends on how much money you got. <laughs> okay. 
But if you and Fannie Mae have done nothing illegal, then why were you recently taken over by the Fed? Look, dear, uh, when, it, when it comes to home loan or mortgages, Freddie Mac has always had a simple philosophy. Green for the money, gold for the honey. As I've advised Warren Buffett, pimps up, hoes down. And your next move should be your best move. <laughs> huh? Let me give you my economic lesson, Freddie. Freddie Mac style. My business, which is financing homes, is based upon a program created by Congress. P-I-M-P. Pimp. Otherwise known as paper in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you're responsible for the biggest financial bailout in U.S. Hey, hey, look, Dino, I ain't not responsible, man. That was A-A-I-G, the Lehman Brothers. Trust me, those Lehman Brothers are player haters, man. And those not even the brothers that I hang with. Okay, okay. Can't you understand why the average Americans are angry with you? Yo, forget Joe the Plumber, deal. I'm talking about Joe Mama. Because whether you're a player or a hater, a hustler or a Mac, a spender or a lender, the game remains the same. You got to get paid. Okay, wait a minute, Freddie Mac. Are you saying that Washington is controlled by a bunch of pimps? That's exactly what I'm saying, Gil. Look, the politicians are the pimps and the voters are the hoes. These candidates running for president are pimps, man. Senator McCain, hustler. Wait a minute. Well, what about Senator Obama? Oh, marvelous pimp. Gil, Gil, look. Barack Obama came from Hawaii with $42 in his pocket in student loans. Now he's making over $70 million a month. That's big pimping. No. That's called campaign contributions. Yeah, look, same thing. Tomato, tomato. Bitch better have my money. Thank you, Freddie Mac. Back is back. Thank you. <laughs> CNN senior business correspondent, Ali Belshi. <laughs> now, um, I don't know, you're a financial analyst. You understand uh, the ramifications of what's going on. Are we in a recession? Are we in a credit crisis? What exactly will we call this? Yeah, well, we're probably in a recession, and it is a credit crisis, but the bottom line is these discussions are academic to the Americans who are having trouble paying their bills, paying their credit cards, who might be losing their house, uh, who've been suffering through all of this. It kind of becomes a, you guys on TV can have that discussion. What's going to help me out of this mess? Well, how did, how did we get into this? Well, it, it, there are a lot of people to blame, and a lot of it was greed, but it was greed at every level, starting from the banks who needed to make more money when they lent you money. So they, where do you get more money from? They sold your loan to someone else, your buddy Freddie and, and Fannie, uh, and then and they took a cut. So they, Freddie and Fannie gave the bank more money, so they had more money to loan somebody else. I remember when uh, I, I was buying a house with my wife, and I remember having to say, well, we can't go to dinner. I remember having to fill out loans. There would be a, a glitch in your credit, and you'd have to call the guy. Yeah. You'd take it off. You'd have to get gift, gift letters. And it was really an arduous process. I yeah. remember we, it took nine months to get approved. And I remember my mother saying something. If it sounds too good to be true, right. it probably is. It was that instant gratification. It but wasn't work hard and, and get yeah, on your I, house. It was, I can get this now. That's true. Who thought it was a good idea to give somebody back a three thirty-five hour a million dollar home loan? Who yeah. thought that? Like, I can live in Beverly Hills here for a month. So we see uh, the market fluctuations, and they, they're horrifying. Yeah. Uh, and what do we do? Nothing. Ignore those. Uh, if you are getting close to retirement... Wait a minute. That's easy for you to say. Well, look. <laughs> I got three of man. What's wrong with you? And you got to return those. <laughs> you got to return those. Look, you can't...
can't control the market. You can't. You, you can. You can make smart decisions only about a few things in life. Uh, I think I told you the other day there are only five ways to get rich in this country: uh, marrying Madonna, divorcing Madonna, uh, your your retirement savings going up, the home the price of your home going up, or uh, your wage going up. No, well, that's another way to make money now. You, you lottery. Oh well, 
You saw a lot of people trying to kill themselves. Some people kill themselves over this stuff. But there was some good stuff that Ali did point out that you do need to curb your spending and pay off your debt. So if you really don't need it, don't buy it. Now, saving six to eight months of expense, that can be somewhat difficult. But you just got to put wherever you can to the side. Uh, one good way to do that is to invest into a 401k plan. That way, it takes the money out before you even see it. And also to add money on top of it. But try not to go dip into it, as I say. But that's the one way to save money. If you're not good with saving money, if you're the type where if you get your fingers on, you'll go blow it, you need to get a 401k. So that way, you ain't going to touch it because you get too much in it because they match it up wherever you have it matches. So just keep that in mind. Now, with the whole situation, how these guys have been uh, jawbowing it and this rinky or whatever you want to call it with the American taxpayer, you better be aware of some of these things. Don't sit here and go around and be like, well, I take that word for because you can't take these people's word. These people are out here to get money. You heard what Freddie Mac was saying, and that's really the truth. You know, they have to get their money. Now, don't think otherwise. Please don't think otherwise. Now, if you want to call in, the number again is 646-716-7911. What's our next clip, Mr. LeBron? Our next one mm-hmm. is the one about Colin Powell's endorsement. Okay, let me go ahead and, and hit that up. Intellectual, steady approach to problem solving that I think we need in this country. Former Bush Secretary of State Colin Powell endorsing Barack Obama. Then he respects John McCain, but thinks Obama is what the country needs. I think that Senator Obama brings a fresh set of eyes, fresh set of ideas to the table. I think that uh, Senator McCain, as gifted as he is, um, is essentially going to execute the Republican agenda, but I think we need more than that. Powell, who also served as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, took a swipe at Sarah Palin, saying he doesn't think she would be ready to take over the presidency if something happened to McCain. He says he's also concerned about negative attacks the McCain campaign has launched against Obama. We have got to stop this kind of nonsense, pull ourselves together, and remember that our great strength is in our unity and in our diversity. For his part, John McCain played down the endorsement's impact. This doesn't come as a surprise, but I'm also very pleased to have the endorsement of four former secretaries of state, secretaries Kissinger, Baker, Eagleburger, and Haig, and I'm proud to have the endorsement of well over 200 retired Army generals and admirals. But some analysts say Powell's words could help with undecided voters. Powell has given voice, I think, to the disillusionment that a number of moderate Republicans and some others have had with the negativity of the McCain campaign that they've been muttering about, but they're afraid to give voice to. Obama welcomes the news. Great soldier, a great statesman, a great American has endorsed our campaign for change. I have been honored to have the benefit of his wisdom and his counsel from time to time over the last few years. Suzanne Malveau, CNN, Tampa, Florida. I'm deeply humbled. I thought it was over, but I mean, think about it. Colin Powell. 
Colin Powell was a general. He he was Secretary of State. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, general. I ain't talking about no any type of general. He was top of it all. I mean, as far as Joint Chiefs was concerned about first Gulf War. I mean, he had a strategy. And you get a man right there. He got a clear mind frame as far as how how to take care of certain things. Most people are wrong. Now, some people complain about him speaking up now because they were like, well, you was in power. Why didn't you speak up then? What if he did speak up and people didn't hear him? We got to understand that. That's why he probably dropped down after that event happened of us going to Iraq to fight. People don't ever think about that. Well, he was like, I can't do this no more. I can't be sitting here agreeing with y'all. So he dropped out. He might have spoke up about it, but people wasn't paying attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is that, you know, they try to use Joe the plumber, and then turns around, you get you get Colin Powell. Because Colin Powell's got great respect around the world. If you don't know that, look it up. A lot of people around the world respect Colin Powell's advice. I know he got shit-faced doing his terms as President Bush's uh, Secretary of State, but, I mean, shit happens, does it not, Mr. LeVar? Definitely. Happens all the time. Yeah. And I, I hope that, because from what Obama reported to me say is that he, that Colin Powell will have a role in his administration if he gets in office, which I believe he will, because America, y'all got to get off of this dumb shit saying, you know, well, I don't want that. That's just too much. I mean, don't don't get on this bigotry. Tell me you want your country to be right, but then you see a black man, you're like, oh, it's not going to be right. Because you got to get past that. Because like my father told me, he's not just black, he's also white. And people keep forgetting that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. His mother was white and his father was black. So don't don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. Please don't. And it, I mean, we're America. We have to stick together. And a lot of people are like, I ain't America. Well, I mean, you here, you're paying taxes, right? I mean, if you're not American, you should be paying taxes, should you? But no. we just can't be caught up in no situation of BS. I really do want to see people get their minds right and make sure that they don't get caught up in no nonsense whatsoever. Now, with that to say, I would like to point out that I did get in an argument with one of these people in, in one of my approaches when I was talking to them about the whole McCain and Obama situation. I know this is quick because we only got six minutes here, but the whole thing, Mr. LeBron, she was talking about abortion, and she tried to state that Obama was for abortion. I say he's not for for all women to go the mandatory do it. It's up to the choice of the woman. And really, everyone's been talking about abortion for so long, for so many years, and where has it got us? Nowhere. In my opinion, I state this right now, and y'all can put me on the record for this, that it's up to the woman, her doctor, and God about that decision right there, what they're going to do. A lot of people don't take that in consideration of what the woman has been through, and she she is considering having an abortion. You don't know if she's been raped or this baby was going to be messed up. And don't want to, you know, she knows she's not going to be able to take care. Because you got to understand, we have health care issues. People are not going to be able to take care of a child just because you can. And the girl got in an argument with me. I think she didn't like it, but really, I really didn't give a damn because 
If that's an argument that you got against this man, that's why you're not voting for him because of that. You fucking stupid. And I mean, you can you can log me on that for real because you gonna get on him because of that one issue. Just add up that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about other things that's been going on as far as not just one issue, but the economy, this war. And she tried to tell me that everything was all right because her friends agreed with McCain about the war. I say, I don't know. Some people are brainwashed because I don't know if you got to have a higher education. Not necessarily you do. You just got to be around and experience things, too, to understand that these people are not out here to win. They out here to uh, cheat you. These uh, people who don't want to see the right person in office put it like that. And my thing is, I don't look at. Some people have told some of my friends that Obama's the Antichrist. I mean, where y'all get the get this from? I mean, y'all really digging up in your asses. Don't come off with that, please don't. Because people are scared to question things. That's that's the problem. We got to be able to question things. When you stop questioning, that's when you're not free anymore, okay? If you're in a free country, you should be able to have the right to speak. You can ask a question. Nothing wrong with asking a question. But when people tell you that you can't ask that because it's wrong and evil or something like that, you lose all hope in the government. And I don't mm-hmm. want to lose hope in the government. I think this government can can get back to its roots as far as getting right or, or go for a whole radical new change. Not a change of anarchy, but a change of peace, you know, prosperity, something that people can coexist to. Because a lot of people, I think if Barack gets in there, it's going to change the whole thing. It's going to be a whole new ball game. Not because of his race. It's because, I mean, if you listen to how he talks, yeah, and if you got a good feel, I don't know people get instincts and stuff, but if you can look past, you see that you're coming off with the same thing as far as having peaceful years. Are you willing to sacrifice your child, your brother, your husband, your cousin? Are you willing to sacrifice these folks for a war that we don't even know why we're there? And don't say because we're liberating these people, because if that was the case, we'd be in Dufar right now. We'd be in Nigeria helping those people out. Don't don't give me that shit. Yeah. Because there's more to it than what meets the eye. I'll tell you that. Think about those places. Just don't think about Iraq. These people want us actually leave having a parade, marching, protesting, saying, we want you to leave America. Now, we don't leave. You know what we become, our occupation. Yeah. We're not liberate people if people say we want us, we want Americans to leave. We need to leave those people alone. Who not you don't get the oil. I think that was one of the reasons to get over there. People were greedy. And God can bless this country and God can fix this country. I think if you don't want to get right. But I mean that's all I have to say. Any final thoughts for you, Mr. Levant, since we got yeah, this Go ahead. No, I say go ahead. I mean I'm like any final thoughts. Yeah, just be careful. Know who you're voting for. Know your history, especially when people try to tell you that you can't vote. Make sure you research the stuff and know your rights as an individual. Like I said, in North Carolina, I'm not sure about other states, maybe because of the differing um, state constitutions and whatnot, but in, but in North Carolina, anybody who was an ex-felon that's 
served their term, completed it, is allowed to vote. You have the right to vote if you've completed your term and you're a felon. So if you go there and somebody tries to tell you that you can't vote because of some bullshit like that, you know they're wrong. You can sit there. You can invoke your constitutional rights. Do what you got to do. Maybe make a few million dollars off of it. Who knows? You know how they do when they file the big-ass lawsuits and they get ridiculous amounts of money for that kind of shit. My point is just know your history. Make sure you're aware of this stuff because it's going to influence you. A lot of people want to talk about, oh, I don't really pay attention to that, but they want to complain about their jobs not giving them that much money or why the economy is doing this or why their home has got all these crazy um, taxes on it that might be leading them to a foreclosure, all that kind of shit. Know the economy. That's very important in a capitalist society like America. You have to know that. And then just on the whole abortion thing, too, as you were talking about earlier, realize, people, that we as individuals, if you're a mediator, a carnivore, whatever, you participate in the butchering and the slaughtering of millions, thousands of animals every day. You eat that bacon, you eat that beef or fish or whatever it is, and you're killing something. Just recognize that when you want to yell pro-life and all this other nonsense. You're nothing different. Yeah, that's true. Well, other than tune in next week because we're going to do a part two to the Obama versus McCain. Other than that, thank you and God bless and hope you enjoy. Again, do not forget to subscribe to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash NB underscore truth. God bless. Mm-hmm.